Let it ride. Let it ride. And the silent, come on. Yeah, man. Man, if, if y'all could have seen Joe's arm right then and there. And it, it, it's weird how a year later, uh, we, we've been in the pandemic. Well, for, hold on. Let me back up. First off, welcome to Black Guy Therapy. This is a therapeutic podcast. If it's your first time listening to us, thank you. Um, we are a podcast designed for black men to vent about issues that generally we don't talk about in our daily normal lives or routines. So, again, if this is your first time listening to us, thank you. Um, we're glad you're here. Um, if Spotify brought you here because we was on your, um, uh, was it? Uh, suggested. suggested list. That is fucking awesome. And I'm going to yes, use sir. the F word because that's how I feel. I was going to snow tomorrow because he don't even cuss. Exactly. That's how excited I was when we when we showed up on it. So Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Are we on there now? I ain't even know. Yeah. We're, we're when you gonna tell, what are you going to tell me? What are you going to tell me? Um, podcast to listen to. That's, that's still great. That's a big deal, man. Yeah, that's a big deal. It is. I'm excited about that. Um, I almost mean, bigger than almost bigger than me. Because <laughs> we've been doing this. I mean, we're almost hit. We're gonna hit our second year mark in like five months, four months. Yeah. yeah. Five months. End of the year. End of the year. So yeah, I mean, this is this is good. Um, and and a year later in the pandemic, right? Which I guess I don't know if we're on the other side of it, still in the middle of it or what. But we're still here, and. Yeah. And virtually, it actually, I, I think it kind of works out a little better for us. So we don't have yeah, to, like, easier. in, in you know, in person. And yep. still sounds the same, essentially. Yeah. So few few hiccups here and there, you yeah. know, with, uh, you know, internet and things like that. But for the most part, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Quality has not been uh, uh, compromised. Compromise. There we go. Thank you. There you go. Anyway, how are y'all? It's been a while. I'm good, man. I'm good, like, man. Just maintaining, brother. Trying to keep my head above water. Good. Like likewise over here. How are you? How are you doing, Todd? You know, I am all right. It's a lot of stuff going on in the world, and I have been consuming a lot of media. Um, I did not know. Uh-oh. Um, because. And I don't know, maybe it's because our news cycle doesn't focus on anything out of the African country unless it's like, you know, gold or diamonds or whatnot, right? Right. Or bad. Yeah. Well, I don't even think they show anything bad because it's a ton of stuff going on right now that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's stuff that they want to show. Yeah. But um, there was a volcanic eruption in the Congo. Yep. I read about that. Yeah. And, you know, I, nobody's talking about that, but it just, it killed, like, there's a hundred children missing that they presume that are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's killed a lot of people. I don't have an exact number. And you have hundreds of people who have lost their homes and have had to literally leave. Yes, displaced. Uh, yeah, leave the Congo and go to uh, Rwanda yep. next door or on the south side. I forget the country or on the north side or or the town on the north side. But, um, I mean, you this is what's going on, and nobody's talking about this. Do, are, are we surprised? Well, I and, and I'll say it like this. I saw more news media coverage over a 
um, cable car crashing in Italy, killing Italy. 20 people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I have, and this it's happened, I guess it happened yesterday because that's why they focused on it yesterday. And uh, and I've seen more on that We're just, than I've seen on this. Let, let's not get it wrong. That's sad. That cable car crashing is sad. It's still a topic, but yet and still, that's not the only devastating news that's going on. It's a bigger story out there. But I haven't seen, like, literally, I have not seen anything in the states. Matter of fact, I think I think I heard this morning maybe that they that somebody touched on it, but I haven't really seen anything, like straight up. So, so I'm gonna do this, and and I'm gonna do this for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because I support uh, content creators in general, uh, especially if they happen to look like me. I I actually uh, via YouTube uh, subscribe to a channel called Tuna Checky, the number two, N A C H E K I, and it's a daily update of African news. So everything that's going on on the continent, every single day, you get maybe two to three videos that are put out there. And so everything you're talking about, Todd, including uh, the French army that killed some, uh, that that did an airstrike. In Africa, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. No. So there's no a idea. lot. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, and I actually subscribe to this channel because I wanted to be a little bit more closely connected to things that were going on. So I felt like I'd be uh, more more able to speak to them. So give it to uh, give it to the people again, Joe. Tuna Checky is what it's called. The number two N A C H E K I. Fantastic content that they put out there. Um, and again, all of it is geared towards things that are happening on the continent. That's dope. <clears throat> Didn't know anything about that, but I'm glad I know now. Yep. Yeah. And uh, anybody who's listening, there you go. That's you trying to stay in contact with the continent. There you go. Stay in tune. YouTube University is what I call it. Yes, sir. Get you learn more there than you learn in school. Dude, Factuals. I've learned so much on YouTube. Like I've learned how to. You can like Google so much stuff, like fix I mean, stuff and yeah. repair stuff. That's what I'm saying. You can YouTube anything at this point. You can build a house from ground up. Literally. Matter of yeah. fact, there's a there's a group of guys who like build houses out of scrap wood and they show you how to do it. <laughs> so that's crazy. It is, right? But I think I'm gonna build my children one one of them the small houses in the back so they can get out of mine. <laughs> I like that idea. Let me know. I'll come yeah. help you so that right. we can help me build one. Man, there it is. Hey, we ain't even got to build two. We can, <laughs> hey. Put them all together. Put them all together. I like it. There you go. Put them all together. Well, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, obviously we have that those things going on, right? And then we have, I mean, we're coming up on the, the year, um, year anniversary of George Floyd's. Um, assassination, right? Like mm-hmm. um, murder, assassination, which, whatever term you choose, you choose to see fit. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's, and and you know, I I hate to, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to like step on on this topic. I don't want to put my thumb on it, right? But it's like you see all we we talk about this, and I feel like we've talked about this before. The more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Like, I don't feel like anything has changed. I feel like we've seen a lot of lip service and we've seen a lot of initiatives, but I don't really feel like anything has 
changed, or at least I don't feel it. it do, right. do y'all? So this is going to be the very unpopular, uh, the very unpopular statement, and I'm totally cool with being the one to say it. When uh, maybe, geez, I don't know, six, eight months ago, when the hot topic around the world, uh, and we touched it here a lot too, was the election. And, and we talked about how black women saved America and all the, the vote and how important it was. Again, let me let me preface and, and caveat with this. I'm not telling somebody what to do or not to do. I find it interesting that executive orders were signed to protect the AAPI, which is your American uh, Asian Pacific Islander group. Signed into law by none other than Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris. And groups like Black Lives Matter, which I, I don't really rock with, um, all of this stuff that was put out there and it's like radio silence. And I find that to be interesting. So when you say the more things change, the more they say, this, yes, absolutely. People tried to paint Trump like he was the one who founded the KKK or he was the one that founded racism. I don't even know if he's, a, I don't know him. I can't say what he is or what he ain't outside of divisive. But with all that being said, today looks just like it did when he was in office. And I'll leave that there. I, I will say this, bro. I I, I I get where you're coming from. It's like, you don't know if he's a racist or not. He's divisive. I'm leaning more towards racist because sometimes, like, it's like you don't want, like, this is before he got there. This is before he got to the national stage. We look at the um, the, the kids in uh, New York that were tried as an adult for murder, which they didn't commit. But he was ready to hang him. He was taking out ads, ready to hang him. But is that racism? Known to go to... I, I, I would I would say that because after I would say yes because after they found out the guy that really did it, you didn't hear nothing else from him. But it was just, and then you go to his building where he he is known that he didn't want black people standing in his building. Yeah. So so here's what I'll say, and and I. I know, Todd, you weren't really trying to stay here, but I'll say this real quick because I think, Henry, you bring up a great point. And here's the part where I try not to be so quick because I, when I say I don't know him personally, I don't know what the intent was. Mm -hmm. What I will say is we understand what a constituency is mm -hmm. and we understand what it means to, you know, kind of cater or tailor your message to your constituents. Mm hmm. And, and for me, it's less about racism and more about the retention of power. That's what I look at is like, what what lengths are you willing to go to to maintain your power in whatever arena it is that you're playing? And and I think that Trump, even even let's say that he put out messages, notes saying, hey, I don't want black people. Let's say he literally said those words to the world. Right. My thought is, well, what if the people that are the big spenders, the people that spend the most with him, the people he's trying to kind of uh, foster relationship are these folks and this is how they feel? Why wouldn't he say that? It's just like if I'm in the NBA and I'm trying to make sure that the people who watch NBA keep watching, I'm going to talk about how great the NBA is. I'm not going to say, hey, the NBA messed up because 
they they let LeBron play even though he violated protocols. I'm not going to say that. That's not going to be my narrative. Hey, hey, and, hey, watch it, buddy. Don't, don't use that analogy. Tell me my when I'm lying, did, though. My boy didn't violate the protocol. Per per the law, he did. We, had, we got a we got a written pass for that. And so again, I, I'm not trying to go too <laughs> deep down that path. My point <laughs> is, had that been someone else, so the NBA would have had more 14 courage. days. Yeah, they would Two just weeks, have more courage. Period. And I think that's the case in every facet of life. It, it, we, it's easy to make it black and white because we get triggered by it. But the reality is, if there was a letter of the law that was put in place and he wasn't held to that standard, it's because they understood what they were potentially losing. Same thing with Trump. If he understands he could potentially be losing this where his bread is buttered just to make black folk feel good, why do I care if black folk feel good or not? You know what I mean? So, but I will say this. I will say this. I know we're not gonna go deep in this, but I will say this though, Joe. Some things you don't have to do. Certain things you just don't have to do. Yeah. Because you got the people to, in his case, he got the people to vote for him who he wanted to vote for him. Period. Right. They were gonna vote for him regardless because right. the guy, the last guy that was in there, didn't look nothing like him, and they didn't like that. Yeah. So, and that leads me to an interesting point. Um, that that is another thing that's going on when we're talking about Joe. You're talking about power, right? Um, yeah. We have to talk about the the power structure and 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 how this works, right? So I want I don't even know if y'all have have looked into this or have thought much about it, but think about and and I don't I'm not talking about Trump, but I'm talking about something that he did, right? So remember okay. the 1619 project? Yes. So. Trump signed an executive order to put in the 1776 project, right? Yes. To to combat the the 1619 right. project. So <laughs> yeah. you have that. Um, right now, a big big topic is critical race theory, right? Yes. White people f- don't want to feel bad, so they're like, "All right, let's not teach um, about slavery." Matter of fact. Even here in Tennessee, there are bills, multiple bills that they push through the law or push through the legislature uh, to ban critical race theory because they don't want um, that. And I'm going to use the example. They said there was one of the guys in the legislature said there was some little white girl from Williamson County who went home to her mama and said, um, what'd she say? Why do, why do, um, People hate us. I didn't, or why do people hate me? I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So because of this little girl, right, and all these other white folks who feel this way, we don't need to teach race. We don't need to teach about teach anything about race or slavery yeah. in America. Yep. Now think about that, right? Like you're gonna tell me I gotta learn Tennessee history, which. Yep is rooted in race. Well, some of it is rooted in racism, right? No, all of it. But, <laughs> but. We ain't going to say something. We ain't sugarcoating nothing around here. But I can't, but you, but you can't teach anything about my people and our struggle in this country. Yeah. Because it makes you feel bad. And there you go, right? There's the power structure. Because yeah. in America, you know, a lot of people say white is right. They get to make the rules. And when well, we change the or not when we change the rules, but when we adapt and overcome the rules and figure out, you know, a loophole in it, 
they closed the door with the piece of legislation. Yeah. Well, who, who does that benefit more if they no longer teach it? You no yeah, longer and, learn where you came, you come from. You no yeah. longer run, no longer learn. Right, and I and history. I think that's the I think that's the thing, right? It's like we're that and I think that's the message that a lot of people try to push is that we're all Americans. Like, I'm I'm not my I'm not my ancestors. I didn't enslave you. I didn't do these things, so I shouldn't be punished for them. So do you go out and do you go out and punish people because of what? What happened to your ancestors, or do you say what happened to your ancestors isn't right, and that should be acknowledged? But you know, I think if you think about it like this, um, I think on the flip side, right? When when and I, I've had this conversation before. It's like, well, I didn't do those things, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do those things to to, to your people, whatever, whatever. But it's the same thing. It's it's like if I'm a white person and I got robbed by a black dude. If I walk by a black dude, I'm gonna be hypersensitive, right? Correct. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 there. It's already there. So it's I don't know. No, you but Todd, you're bringing up a great point, and, and mm-hmm. I think we may be able to close it out and move on from here. Yeah. But I think the most important thing to pay attention to is accountability. I can't be accountable the way that a white man should be accountable, and vice versa. So where I want to focus more of my attention in terms of accountability is in my community. I can't be sitting out here trying to bang hard to make other white folks or other races understand our plight. I, I No longer will I ever explain black suffrage. That's a disrespect to me and to them. Everybody knows what that looks like. I'm not Ooh. going to spin my wheels doing that anymore. Instead, if I care that much, I'm going to put that same energy and effort back into my folks. And a great example of that is there is a divide that we try to make it seem like it's not really a big deal and it doesn't exist, but it does between between black men and black women. And that exists because there's a lack of accountability. And that is actually a great segue into the topic, which is a, a part two of what we talked about last episode which is is anger elite emotion and and from last week there was a lot of conversation that you and i had todd and the good doctor joined us towards the end but in my opinion i i i'm gonna say this i don't believe that anger is ever the lead emotion i believe that every other emotion comes into play first now it may only last for a few seconds and then anger takes over may last for a few days and then Something else triggers you. And there was this crazy story that I shared with you guys. It's it's a follow-up for Aisha Curry. And back in 2015, Aisha Curry on Twitter was ranting about how women out here are doing the most. They're showing their whole body to the entire world. And she basically, you know, paraphrasing was like, the only person that needs to see my body is my husband. But ain't that the same woman that said uh, she don't feel like uh, like she like when she's out in public she doesn't get the, the same attention her husband gets? Absolutely. So this is what I'm talking about when it in terms of accountability, mm-hmm. and anger being a lead emotion or a secondary follow up emotion to another emotion. After that, that's 2015. So the interview we're talking about on um, uh, the the uh, red table talk with with Jada Pinkett and and a few other ladies. 
that's where she came out and said what she said. And she was applauded for her bravery to come out national television, public, to be under the scrutiny of everyone and said what she said. And I'm not a big proponent of it. I thought that it was a disservice, not necessarily just like a disrespect. I thought it was a disservice to her husband because she now put him in a compromised position where they're out with children. Some dude's like, hey, I want you. I'll do this. And Steph is right there. What does he do? How does he respond to that? That was my first thought. But my thing is, I'm sorry, I didn't cut you off. Go ahead, bro. Oh, no, I was going to say to to get to us up to date, up to speed. The next thing that was said was, hey, look, I had these breast implants and I, I had a horrible breast implant job. I'm on Ellen DeGeneres' show showing off the breast implants that I had removed. And the new photo that I took is me sitting down naked, uh, covering up the, the, the goodies so you really can't see it, but you get the drift. This is for a magazine. And then guess who shared the image via social media? Aisha. Nope. Still. Steph. Steph. And my first thought was, this is interesting. Is he more concerned with public scrutiny? And if he doesn't, quote unquote, support his wife, during the time of, of her, her, I don't even know what you want to call this. I feel like she's going through a some type of a personal evolution crisis. I don't know what it is, but as identity she's going, identity, whatever it is, as she's going through this, if he does not do this in a public manner, does he open himself up to criticism? Why does he have to, though? I, so, again, those are the questions we can't answer, but what I ask is, when it comes to Joel, if my wife was going through a similar scenario, would I share that picture? No. What kind of conversation would I have with her? And if she did this, how do I feel about it? Because I'm going to be real with you. If my wife did that, that's 100% disrespectful to me. There's no other way. There's no conversation. There's nothing. I'm not going to share that picture. Hold on, wait. So it's disrespectful to you if she shares the picture with the world it's disrespectful to me if she feels the need to do that I, mean, I think it's more of her it's more of an attention cry it's more of like she's competing with her husband which she shouldn't be but she's it seems like to me she's trying to compete with him for that limelight like hey he's in the limelight why can't i be in the limelight like i'm more than his wife but i mean that's you, 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 he. It, it's all depending on how he treats her at home, in my opinion. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm. Don't feel e the same way that either one of y'all feel about it, right? I know that there are many ways to express yourself. Yes. Um, some people express themselves by expressing how they feel online to the people who they think make them feel good, right? Right. Um, Which is I, a problem. Let's acknowledge that. That's a problem. Well, it I is. Mean, that's just, that's the culture now. It's um, an attention. It's, it's, it's more of an attention. attention thing, well, man. I mean, People we, we live it. in a world of algorithms, right? Where clicks yes. equal dollars. So the more clicks I have, the more dollars I make. So, I mean, that's the world we live in. But I guess the point I'm making is a lot of these people um, have these hidden traumas 
that nobody knows about or that they can't, they don't deal very well with. Um, and I guess when they feel that they have reached that pinnacle of, okay, I'm ready to deal with it. They let everybody know because it's like, well, Hey, if I'm dealing with this, I know there's somebody else who may be dealing with this too. And I, this is my way of saying, Hey, it's okay. Get it off your chest. <laughs> no pun intended, but, like, <laughs> but yeah, like, it's, I mean, that's, it's, it's a way to kind of vent, right? I mean, think about it like this. Take out social media before before we had social media. Um, people did this; they did it before, right? Ways. But a lot of people they they would either they would either be motivational speakers and speak about it, or they would open like a business that exemplified what they went through or how to fix the problem that they were going through. And people still do it now, right? Like think about a lot of nonprofits and how they start. Think yes. about a lot of companies and how they start. It's because they needed to fix a problem. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? So by her sharing her story, it was her way of fixing her problem or at least yeah. at least starting the process. I don't know if it fixed her problem or not. I'm not going to talk speak for her, but it at least started the process, the healing process for her, right? And and y'all know my man Malcolm X, right? You can stab me and pull it out and say it's pro or pull it halfway out and say it's progress, but it ain't no progress until we pull it all the way out and, and deal with the issue. So yeah, maybe it's just a way of dealing with the issue. And that's and, what I have to say about it. And, and I actually like that. I, I, I like what you're saying because it, it, that is factual, but I guess what I'm saying and not even to try to be like disagreeable, but just to point out a fact, the reality still exists that, we all know on this call that that's not the way to deal with trauma. It, I don't care what point we are in society. If my way of dealing with trauma is that, then that means there's still trauma. And is that, is that her cry out for help? Well, she already cried out for help back when she said what she said about wanting to be uh, approached and have groupies similar to the way step. That was the cry for help. But it don't sound like she, if she's still continuing on that path, it seems like she's still crying out when she's not getting the proper help that she needs. And so the question then becomes, and we can't answer this, is what does the help look like? What I'm going to say is I don't think talking about emotions and anger being a lead emotion, I don't think we hold women accountable enough specifically to this type of stuff because being 100% honest, and nobody can argue this, if a dude were to come out and say the same thing, he would be slaughtered in the court of public opinion. A woman comes out and says it, and she's brave. She's applauded. She's supported by everyone. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, you are just as wrong as if a dude were to come out and say this. Wrong is wrong. And it doesn't matter. the gen Whoever does it, I don't care who does it. So in my opinion, when I look at this, in my opinion is mine. Opinions are like butts. We all got them. Some of them stink. I get that. But this is my opinion. When I listen to that, it makes me angry. But it doesn't make me angry first. It makes me disappointed because I look at more than just Aisha Curry. I look at the our culture in, in total. And I think about my situation and I have no problems putting my business out there. I come from a family, a situation where my mom had three children, three different fathers. I never met mine. My brother never met his. 
But she was able to most definitely come out and say how she did it on her own. Was that by force or by choice? So what I'm not going to do is sit here and celebrate the fact that she took care of the kids that she had on her own as if she didn't make the decision to lay down and have the children. So in the same regard, if I'm going to hold my own mother accountable, I'm going to hold every other woman on the planet accountable. The reality is, in this particular situation, if this is really what's going on, this is really how she feels, and this is really what she feels she needs to do, there are other things, as Todd mentioned, that are deeply rooted, that, need, that knife, like we talked about, it's only halfway out right now. So we need to get that knife they need to get that knife all the way out and really get to the bottom of what is prompting these behaviors. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this with the anger being elite emotion, because I'm like, okay, I wonder how Steph, if I could have a sit down man to man, we had a real relationship, we were cool, we were friends, and we had a conversation about this, would he say, oh man, yeah, you know, this is totally cool, I love this, or would he say, man, this is a problem, but I, need, I want to support her because I don't want her to be dealing with this alone. Again, I can't answer that question, but it makes me curious. I'm always like, how do you support this? Because I know, and I don't know about y'all, and everybody's different, but I'm not okay with my wife showing the whole world her body like that. And uh -uh. in the same way, I would be respectful. If my wife was like, dude, don't be putting pictures out there with you topless, which when you know with your shirt off and doing this type of stuff. Yeah, guess, guess what I'm gonna I, I know it did. It sounded a little weird when I said <laughs> yeah. it. But you get my drift. If she were to have a challenge with that, guess what I'm not gonna do? And if I do it anyway, then that means I don't care about how she feels. We've already understood per studies that the dopamines that are that are impacted by a like on social media are very similar to doing crack. Anybody want to dispute that? The same feeling you get is the same feeling you get when you get a like. So, Todd, you made a good I point. Like clicks, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't get strung out. I need uh, but Todd, you made a great point. Clicks directly correlate to finances. That's a fact. But guess what else clicks do? They correlate directly to your ego. And if you are broken dealing with issues that impact your ego, what might you do to get them likes? Similar to you smoke the best weed you ever smoked in your life. What are you going to be trying to chase every time you smoke weed? The best. Same, the same high. Yeah. The best. Hey, 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 hey. That's all I'm saying. Hey, hey, hey! What is this podcast? You know, and I hear what you're saying, and but I just, I don't know. There's so many different, um, there's so many different. Th this is not a one size fit all model here, yeah, because there are is. so Absolutely. many different subjects and 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 I'm gonna use I'm gonna use language subjects and predicates and all this stuff that <laughs> that we can't even you know, put in, in a box. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I don't want anybody to think that this is the end all be all, because I think there's a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, even, even though Joel has put out his opinion on it, like there are probably, ain't no, probably there are situations that definitely can, can, 
can probably, um, you know, uh, neutralize his his argument. Do I know them? No, right? Because I I haven't <laughs> studied any of them. <laughs> but yeah. the point I'm making is I don't want anybody out there who's listening to be like, oh my God, this is how he feels, right? He he stated an opinion, I, and we all know that like there are different there are different rules to the game, and everybody plays by a different set of rules, right? So truth. But I, I'm gonna say this in, in in defense of what I said, I stand on it. I believe that with all of my heart. So I'm not just saying that to, you know, like, like clickbait and stuff like that. That's not my purpose. My purpose is I'm saying this because I really believe this because I've watched it. So I'm only speaking to the situations that I can connect to directly. And nine times out of 10, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking about stuff that I've either experienced myself or I've had the pleasure or the unfortunate circumstance of witnessing. And that's why I'm so willing to share my actual real life story my real life story is this. This my is my real life. I can tell you that if you are not accountable, then the decisions and the things that happen after that are going to put your you and others in a compromised position. There's no way on earth, no way I shouldn't know my father. My brother shouldn't know my father. No way on earth. That should never be the case. But that's the case. So. I want everybody to hear me and, and understand when I say that I stand on it. I mean it. And the way we get beyond that is we just be accountable. This isn't something that's impossible to cure. It's all about just being accountable. Like when you watch sports, this is what pisses me off because in these types of conversations, people will try to be very, very cautious and defensive towards what you're saying. But the reality is in sports, if my job as the center is to protect the rim and I don't do my job, everybody can call me out and say, you're not doing your job. But in real life, for whatever reason, somebody ain't doing the right things. I can't call them out. Certainly to me, to me, that's not right. And the way we fix that is we call it out. We put it on the table, just like race. We get baited by race all the time and we want to have these quote unquote conversations. That's okay. But when it comes to us, black folks holding us, black folks accountable, then we start making excuses. And I'm not okay with that. Well, we, we, let, society, we let society dictate what's right and wrong. We let certain households dictate what's right and wrong. Yeah. Like you could have, I, I know family members that, 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 that's, that, that used to sell drugs and they took care of the family. So when they were selling drugs, they, it was thought that that was okay. But they'll look at someone on the street doing them like they tearing down the community. That's 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 real. Can you be I'm, accountable and be absent? No. You no. don't think so? I don't think so. Well, so give well, me an example. Well, well, give me an example I'm gonna say what, what is mean. yeah, what does absent mean? Yeah, let me ask that question first. So we'll use a, a, a situation similar to what you described in your, your background, right? Yes. Let's say your let's say your mother and your father they know each other they're well obviously they know each other right your father <laughs> is absent right he he's absent on purpose because of you know whatever situation that he's in and your mother has okayed it right she's like hey i don't want you around because x y and z I mean, so he's being accountable to her by not being around. And, and yeah, it sucks for you, but 
he's being he he's playing his part, right? He's doing what he's been told to do and and what your mother thinks is best uh for said situation. So that's why I asked and and that's just one example, right? Like so can you be accountable and be away? That's that's a phenomenal question actually. And and I'm going to answer it like this cuz I, I I man, I love that. Here's what I'll say. The reality is again this taps directly into that accountability piece. If my mom, my dad knew that my mom was pregnant, my dad said, we don't need to keep this baby. My mom said, we do. What's going to happen? Mom's keeping it. Yeah, mom's keeping it. She has the, She's already she made has the, the parental rights. <laughs> for the most part. Now, now that I ain't even got to say no more than that. So again, it puts... The, my dad and I'm not I'm not vouching for one side or the other because I don't know the story, which mm-hmm. is even more crazy. But it puts my dad in a well, compromised you, position I'm glad from day one. Brother. Me too, because I shouldn't be. You know I'm what I mean? Based on the, where I come from, I shouldn't be. But it automatically puts him in a compromised position where what he wants, what he would like to do, none of that matters. So well, when you look at right now. I believe it's about at this point it's seventy seven percent of children are being raised by single mothers. But I got a question for you. You just said something that, 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 that why why don't you believe you shouldn't be here? Based off where you're from. Yes, Not because situation based off where you're from. Well, I, I'm sorry, when I say where I'm from, where I'm from, there's a there's a a, a set of things that are pretty much par for the course and I come from that par for the course single mom multiple children different fathers live with mom live with grandma live in a bad neighborhood go to a bad school drugs violence all this is happening around you so that's the expectation for the people that come from that community so and, let's, let's just think about let, let's think about that for a second mm-hmm. based off that how many people you think come from that same particular background before you uh, a ton. But the question I would ask instead is how many people come from that community? Let me give a great example. I love analogies. Right now, you're looking at Kwame Brown, right? Kwame Brown, number mm-hmm. one pick back mm-hmm. in the day. Mind Everybody dogged him out. Yep. Called him a bus, right? What's happening right now with like him and Steven Jackson? Foolishness. Foolishness. Where do both of those men come from? Same type of background. So my point is there's no way Joel would ever interact with anybody else the way they're interacting with each other. As smart as both of them men are, as much as they've lived and experienced, and they're still acting the same way people in our neighborhoods, our communities that we come from, acted back when we were kids. I'm well, not going to do that. So I'm saying the difference is I think there's more I like, don't behave that way. And and we're not gonna go deep into this, but I think it's more Steven Jackson, man. Like Regardless if this kid made it in the NBA or not, he made it there. Yes. Leave it at that. Yes. Now, I mean, everybody that make we all know everybody that makes it to the league ain't good in in any sport. So I'm pretty sure you know in in your in the sports you played, there were some guys that made it that you were like, huh? Another prime example, Tim Tebow. Yeah. Ain't nowhere on, on God Green Earth he's supposed to be still trying to be. He's supposed to even get another shot. And this ain't even race. This is just. This guy ain't played in eight years. Yeah. But like what so Steven Jackson, I think you just need to lead it. I mean, you can only poke a bear so many times before that bear gives up. I agree. A million. So my point is, I agree with you, first off. 
leave the dude alone. Now, the problem is the conversation wasn't even supposed to be about him. It was about the team in general, and he was a part of the team. So that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. So when this season, we're talking about emotions. This is a clear-cut example of why it's so important to be able to deal with emotions. None of these dudes who are involved in this properly know how to deal with their emotions because they take what's being said and they automatically now again is anger a lead emotion do you think Kwame Brown started off as angry or was he hurt that this is still being said angry because this ain't the first time he said it so at this point it it don't need it it no longer hurts it's just now okay now y'all just gonna keep on this well I'm gonna say this Gilbert Arenas was a teammate of his. And well, Steven Jackson was too later on in his career, but Gilbert was there as a when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. So I believe the way that he looked at Gilbert was as a respected authority. When he heard what Gilbert said, because of the lack of emotional control, he did not hear what he said. He heard his name and was offended immediately. Now, some stuff that was said was offensive. And to wrap this all up in that pretty bow again. Anger is, for me, it's not a lead emotion. There are other instances, other emotions that take place first. When I look at our community, I'm like, all right, every one of these dudes we're talking about mm-hmm. come from a very similar circumstance that I came from. Very I similar. The, I think the lead emotion, I get what you're saying. I think the lead emotion is hurt. I, I, I think that everybody's hurt first. Yes. But that, that only lasts so long before it's like, okay, why y'all picking on me? Well, you know what? I got something for you. Yep. The problem is we're still dealing with trauma that we haven't dealt with. Yes. That's all I was saying, Todd. We don't even know that we're, we don't even know there's something wrong. Oh, no, there's something wrong. There's, there's something there. Let me take that back. Yeah, let me take that back. We won't, uh, we won't willingly admit that something's wrong. Yes. That we're broken, that we're hurt. Yes. We, we know it's something there. But we won't admit it. We won't seek. We won't take the proper steps and the necessary steps to try to fix that first. Agreed. Go ahead, Todd, because you you was about to go right down the path. I want to go. I'm sorry, down. brother. I mean, I mean, cut out, brother. I'm sorry. No, I I literally I said what I said. Right, like we're dealing with with trauma that we have not yet dealt with personally, yep. like internally. Right, like when you don't deal with that it manifests itself in different ways. Obviously for using these guys as an example, it's manifesting as an argument that could, you know, lead to something bigger, deadlier. Right. I mean, when you look at, and I didn't know this, but when you look at uh, Kwame Brown's family members, how his daddy was in prison for murder, his brother's in prison for, for, not, I don't know if he murdered somebody. I know he stabbed somebody, tried to kill somebody. Um, I mean, when you did, when you have somebody who comes from a reckless background like that, what do you think that they're gonna do? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I don't know, is it nature versus nurture, or or if you know, if your parents are killer, are you destined to be a killer? Right? Like that's yeah. that's the million dollar psych, psychological question that, that well, just, they always just, ask. Just yeah. imagine what the hurt looks like when he's a kid and his dad is picked up. He doesn't even have to be a killer. It, that, that could be the trauma there. He's just seeing his dad go away. And, and he's being told, you'll never see your dad again. Yeah. What does that do to yeah. a kid? 
Yep. Like I said, that's, it manifests that's itself point. in yeah. many different ways, right? Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. What way does it manifest for him? I don't know, right? We won't, we'll never know that. But just Unless know that it. that's how it works, right? Yep. I agree. And and that's actually the same point that I was trying to make. So when we have this conversation, this is the challenge I have when I brought up the the most recent uh, Curry family. Uh, I, I call it, I don't know what to call it, but to me it's nonsense, but I won't call it that because I'm not, whatever, not going to be even disrespectful. I, I got my opinions. I'll keep my opinions. I already said in my stand on them. But when we talk about Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, Gilbert Arenas, Kwame Brown, and, and what's going on with them instantly we can say man this is ridiculous easily we say that but we don't have the same energy towards Aisha and my question is even though Todd you're right I think the problem with men when they get into it it's a good possibility somebody might die that's a fact I, I do get that but the reality is how is what they're doing any more damaging to the community than what she's doing because we talk and everybody makes jokes about the the uh the, these instagram models and social media models because they got their butt out but everybody makes them wife, jokes when somebody's wife it, 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 it deserves to be respected. to be respected and supported how do we how do we draw that definitive line in the sand it's okay for her to do this. We support her. She's strong, all of this, as opposed to she's potentially damaging coming from the family that she has where Steph Curry is iconic at this point. Oh, I wouldn't and say that. He's, he, I mean, close enough. He, he, he is, okay, yeah. He, he is, man, people admire this guy. dude. Yes, they, and she in her own lane is extremely respected. So that means people are looking at them as an example. They're an exemplary couple. But how, it, okay, let me ask you this though, Joe. How did she get that respect? If she wasn't Steph Curry, why who would she be? I don't know. I don't know. Would I don't, she I don't be, know if would she be bigger than the average Instagram model? I don't know. It, it, and I would say it would be willing. It would be based on what she was willing to do to get the likes. So that would to be Todd's debatable. Point at that earlier, point. It would be debatable. Like if you're willing to go all the way in to the point where you got your OnlyFans page and you got people paying to see you naked, you might blow all the way. I don't know. Hey, but man, what we a, do know, I got an OnlyFans page. Man, man you better stop showing it all <laughs> to, to them people. <laughs> But that's all my point is. I, yeah. I, I don't. No, I get want what us, you're saying. I, get I don't want us to hold dudes to a higher level of accountability than we hold the women, because when we both are holding ourselves accountable equally, then these problems that we run into, where maybe a Donald Trump, where we're not sure what his purpose is, it doesn't matter because we are so confident in what we're trying to accomplish within our communities. We build ourselves even, up where yeah, that doesn't even matter. It doesn't about. even come into play. And that's what I'm suggesting. Let's avoid the nonsense because we don't want to say this because we worried about losing. The, like at my job right now, diversity and inclusion, it ain't just about black and white. It's about every every version of identification that exists. Every version needs to be respected. That's what it is. And I'm saying, okay, that's cool. In the community, 
what are we respecting? And right now, if a dude comes out and says, yeah, I'm being abused by my wife, he get clowned. If mm-hmm. a dude says, I'm uncomfortable with my wife showing her body, he gets clowned. If a dude is not present in his family situation, he gets destroyed. He gets slaughtered. Jesus. If a dude says he wants to get an abortion and the woman doesn't, he gets slaughtered. And I'm saying, it's let's e- even the playing field. Yeah, let's even the playing field and have an equal level of accountability. That's all I want. And for me, it makes me sad. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. And it leads itself to anger. And I have anger towards my community because we are not being honest. I get that. Yeah. But I think there are a lot of people out here being honest, too. And I think, like I said in the beginning, we're not getting getting that media attention because it's not what's popular. Yes. Facts. Facts. Like, could you imagine? Like, let's let's be honest right now. BGT has a phenomenal following, right? Yep. We we our our purpose for which we're doing this is to impact black men so they can find that strength. They know that they got people out there supporting and in their corners sharing information. That's why we do this. Put us up next to Aisha Curry taking a naked picture. What do you think people gonna click first? I mean, well, we know that. We already know that answer. <laughs> That's my issue: is that nobody will say that and then be like, "She don't need to do that." They need to be clicking black guy therapy because black guy therapy is trying to tell you these are the issues that impact our community from the perspective of men. Let's deal with these issues, and then whatever you want to do in, in the pre- in, in the comforts of your own home, do it, do it. But when you start doing this with the world. Now it can be questioned. Are you doing this for likes? Are you really hurting? Are you really going through something? And if you are, how do we deal with that? That again, that's all I want us to do. I want us to deal with the real traumas. Like Todd mentioned, there are real traumas going on in the world and in our community. Why can't we just deal with that first? Cause that was, well, mm-hmm. I have a bunch of theories as to why we can't deal with it first. <laughs> well, just give me your top theory. Yeah, give me the top one. <laughs> so my top one is that, um, and if unpopular opinion, but I think that our community is under attack. Um, and not only is it under attack, it's being attacked from all angles, right? Like the state, the people inside the community, other outside forces, <laughs> Um, I agree. And that that's my top reason as to why we can't deal with problems because we're always um, on the defensive that we don't have time to um, go on the offensive and have a strategy to go forward, right? We're, we're again, and I think I said this in the beginning, we're always playing catch up. Right when we figure it out, they just, they change the rule, right? Or they, they move the, the finish line further Goal away. Post. Yes. And then we have yes. to figure it out again. And I mean, again, it goes back to to the power struggle that we all often talk about, right? Like this power struggle. Once we figure it out, th- 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 there's a reason why they try so hard to preserve the the power structure as is, right? There's a reason yes. that 
There was over 300 critical race theory bills across the country, but there's there, but you know, Republicans are arguing about how we can't do the, the justice and George Floyd reform bill. Right. But yet we have over 200 critical race theory bills. Right. So something that doesn't, I mean, it matters. Right. But like something that could impact everybody sooner on a positive note, um, they don't care about, but we rather worry about this critical race theory or another thing that's big right now. I know um, the Supreme court is taking up that abortion case. Yeah. Right. So that's that's a big thing. Abortion, right. A boy who can't have abortion, they can't have abortion, but nobody's taking care of these kids in foster care. Now these kids who are orphaned now, like, but yet you got to have a baby, right? Like it, it just, it just seems like a lot of times we're working backwards well, and not, not necessarily black people. It's, it's because we're under attack and we, we have so many arrows coming at us at once. It, it often reminds me of, y'all know Muhammad Ali is my guy, but right. it often reminds me of that picture when he was on Esquire where he had all the arrows in him yep. and, he, and they were just, they were just coming from everywhere. All these different things coming from everywhere and and you think about Muhammad Ali all the different things that came at him from everywhere how he was fighting the state how he was fighting the country how he was fighting um um you know different um boxing commissions like trying to just be himself it's no different the 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 plight of his plight is no different than my plight right now mine isn't as big as his, but I'm still fighting these things too, just as, as you two are, you know? And agreed. I I just, that's a great point. I say that to say we, we need, we need a, we need a plan and we need to stick to the plan. And it's hard to stick to the plan when you're being attacked. Yes, I I agree. And what's funny, I love the bringing up uh, Muhammad Ali because I think he's exemplary in terms of putting the greater good of the community over his personal successes and gains. And and that's with all of his flaws, you know, he and Martin, Martin Luther King, both of them were not just accused of, but proven to be really, really heavy into the ladies. So and that's so okay. We, and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, they had their flaws like everybody else. But what I always wonder is, again, fast forwarding to 2021, and I know times have changed. And I know through like feminism and the, the sexual liberation of women, things have changed. So it's, it's not looked at as, tab, as, as taboo as it was before, but I could never imagine Muhammad Ali's wife or Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife doing what an Aisha Curry is doing today, even in the way they might have done it back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You, you know yeah, what I mean? And some people just move different. Like they And people move different, yes. Yeah. And I think the movement in 2021 is different based off of what Henry was saying earlier. The bar of morality is so different for everybody and the goalpost has moved so far for what it means to be moral that you can do whatever you want and people have to accept it. And if they don't, they're the bad person. Yeah. Now, with that Preach. being said, we have 
running out of minutes. We have running out of minutes. I can't even talk. We are running out of minutes. So final thoughts, everyone. Kick it off. Kick it off, somebody. Well, I'll go. So from this episode, what I want everybody to hear me say is this. I don't care who you are, man, woman, white, black, any other race, any other identity. I don't care what you are. If you are not holding yourself accountable to reality and and the simple concept of there is a right and a wrong. If I shoot somebody because I want to take their gym shoes, that's easy. I'm wrong for that. There's a lot of times a very easy, very clear right and wrong. If I'm not holding myself accountable based off of the very simple right and wrongs, I'm wrong. And I am not paying attention to the potential impact that's having to the people around me. And then the things that I support, if I can get a group large enough, who also is not going to do it, we can cause some huge damage in a community. Pay attention to that. Don't be a part of that nonsense. Hold yourself accountable all the time, period. Awesome. Henry, would you like to or no? No, go ahead, brother. I'm going to go after you. I've said what I needed to say. Govern yourselves accordingly to what I said. (laughs) Church has spoken. Well, I guess that's it then, (laughs) brother. I guess yeah. that's what we gonna, how we going to end it tonight. I, mean, I don't know if I can come back harder than that. I, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I, I get, I'm at the point now in life where it's like, all right, it's time to put up or shut up. Let's do what we need to do or we don't, or we're not going to do it at all. And that's just what talking about. I, I feel. So, yeah, I guess. Yep. I like it. Put up or shut up. So, so it's going to be a whole lot of shutting up until the next Big thing happens, and you know, Max. the march, the protest, right? Facts. Right. And then months later, they'll be like, "See, we just told y'all they're gonna do it, blow smoke." Right. Anyway, this was good. This, this 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 conversation was good for me. So, um, I hope it was good for you too, both of you. Yes, sir. It worked. Good. Well, with that, y'all, we are going to get out of here. We're going to be back um, next time. So, anyway, we out. Peace. Peace.